What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fans of Power, the only weekly podcast dedicated to He-Man and She-Ra and everything in between. And I'm here always with uh, Joe Amato. What's up, Joe? What's up, Brian? And uh, we have uh, Tyler Baker uh, with us again. What's up, Brian? Tyler? Brian, how the hell are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine, man. Thanks for asking. All right. So, uh, all right, guys. Uh, we'll just get right into it. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the many versions of uh, He-Man and uh, Skeletor. And um, uh, we'll let Tyler start it off, I guess. Put him on the hot seat this time. <laughs> Go right ahead, man. Um, yeah. I, I know there's, there's, you know, there's always debates over who's whose favorite version well, I guess when we say different versions I mean we, we mean like the the beginnings of the toy line you know where Alcala had drawn he-man where it was more of a heavily Conan influenced take on the character to the DC comics version which is not too far off from that filmation and my that's my personal favorite version of them <laughs> the, the DC <laughs> comics the DC comics the Alcala the uh, the barbaric uh, you know that type of uh, you know that style of them. You know the 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 barbarian um, Vikingish type. You know, I, I really like that the most. But go ahead, not to not to cut you off. Sorry. Oh no no no! <laughs> I was just listening as you're continuing to to, to, to pra- praise that interpretation. Um, yeah, I, that that that's just my favorite. I mean, to me, that's that was gold, man. You know, I mean, as a kid. Of course, I didn't get it, but growing up later in life and and understanding things, to me, I I, I love it, man. I think it's the best versions of it of He Man and Skeletor and uh, Masters of the Universe. Period. I just love love that interpretation. I didn't actually get to see that version until like high school because the He Man figure that I got was the reissue, and it didn't uh, any of the the earlier figures of He Man Skeletor I got or didn't come with those. They came with the the reissue mini comics. I mean, some of them that were drawn by Alcala, like Master Power and things like that. So I, I didn't actually right. see He-Man and the Power Sword till high school. I got it with a, a bagged Cobra Con figure at a flea market, and wow. I, that, that was my first time of ever seeing the how He-Man was portrayed. Like I, I had seen, I I owned like the first three DC mini comics, so I wasn't completely oblivious to that interpretation. But right. it, it was very interesting to see the the Cave of Power and uh, Tila, which right. or the goddess sorceress, however people want to call her in that state, that and the the uh, the very demonic versions of, of of Skeletor and and seeing that uh, Mattel clearly had no clear eye where they were going when you see Stratos as one of the evil warriors <laughs> in yep. one of yeah. the panels. Yeah, Manny Faces was an evil warrior too. Yeah, so they were, and, yeah. and I, I like that. I mean, there's a there's a, a charm to that to where they you just see like this mixed bag of, of characters or have swapped sides. And even though the tour line says, uh, Zodak's a, a good guy. Well, he's really a bad guy in this, you know, it's, that's, what's cool about the Alcala. Uh, yeah, run, definitely. Is that everybody's all over the place. Everyone's, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's almost like a, uh, a really good WWF pay-per-view back in the day where guys were swapping <laughs> sides. Like, yeah, night, oh man, Stratus is a heel dude. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So you, are you saying you were you uh were you more beyond the the DC comic ones you were talking about? Were you then more familiar with the cartoon than you oh know beyond? Gosh. Yeah, yeah. The the VHS tapes that was my in, the greatest adventures of all VHS tape was my introduction to the whole line and that was uh my introduction to how everybody was pretty much perceived from the beginning of He Man's strength and Skeletor's ambitions, how strong Triclops was. That's 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 a specific thing that that tape taught me. But uh, you had that. You had the mini comics version, which was kind of varied all the time. Uh, Of course, the live action movie, greatest films of all time. Yeah, (laughs) just just uh, just just to like uh, go further, like what you just said, like the, the, the different versions of the mini comics. I think it also depended upon who. Who drew it and uh, the writers at the time, you know? Oh, without a uh, doubt. Yeah, because it, it varied. Um, after Alcala, Alcala, whatever, however you say his name. Um, <laughs> a, after Alcala. that, you know, I know, I, I, um, I think DC did a few. Um, 
So, um, and then you had uh, Mark Teixeira, he did some, I mean, you know, it, it all depended upon who uh, who was behind the, the ink and the writing, um, which made He-Man, you know, who he was, or Skeletor. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there was a lot of different versions throughout the years. Um, I, uh, I also would, you know, I also loved the two halves of the power sword. Uh, that whole gimmick was great. Um, I wish that would have stayed true even through filmation, but, uh, that kind of got lost when filmation came. Do you think when filmation, when they did the episode where the sword of the ancients merged with He-Man's power sword, do you think that was slightly an homage to maybe the oh, mini comics yeah. or? Oh, hell yeah, without a doubt. I, I totally believe that. But, you know, like the thing with the filmation, you know, they were going in a direction different from the uh, the barbaric version, you know. So, yeah, I totally think that that was definitely a, a throwback to that. Yeah, because, like, you know, I, I sometimes just, you know, check, see what fans kind of think, because I know I see that constant debate of, you know, who's better, you know, Alcala, He-Man, Filmation, He-Man, MYP, you know, whatever they want to choose. And, you know, a lot of people will lean towards, you know, Alcala because they see the more barbaric. And, I mean, I, I love every interpretation, too. We got to remember that He-Man didn't even, I mean, his main weapons in the first, you know, mini-comic, I mean, he didn't even, yeah, what, he have a spear before he, you know, he was given? A, yeah, it was the, uh, the, he had a spear, and the main, his main weapon actually was the power vest. You know, that's, yeah, that, got... that, that was the, uh, the, the 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 power sword before the power sword you know he had the power vest yeah he got that too with all yeah. his other little magical weapons but it's see sometimes i see fans want um a lot from both meaning like sometimes the debate of who would win you know filmation he-man or alcala he-man everybody's like you know alcala he-man alcala he-man you know from the originals and i love him too and i'm like okay but you know if we want to be honest if we were going to talk about the powers you know, Filmation He-Man is when he got which I call like a superhero type powers, where he became ridiculously powerful. So powerful that if he would meet Alcala He-Man, he would punch him into another dimension. But, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, you know, it's being honest. But the thing is, I yeah. do like and I see how people can enjoy maybe the mystery or savagery, you know, of the more barbaric type, you know, Alcala He-Man. I mean, there's there's a lot of debate. Same thing with Skeletor. You know, Skeletor in the cartoon, at least the you might as well say kind of the first seasons of Masters of the Universe, the, the whole cartoon seemed a little more frightening. That was before, you know, we've said a million times before the parent groups got into it in the other seasons where it came a little more slightly kid-friendly. A little more definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, slightly. Well, yeah, and, you know, the silliness and goofy sound effects, but Skeletor used to be really frightening. And that's the thing. In, in the mini-comics, you could say he kind of kept before, you know, Filmation, he still had a little more of this evil feel. But there, there's other versions of Skeletor, you know, like in the MYP. I, I really like the MYP Skeletor. Oh, I, I like. Oh, hell yeah! Oh, I'm totally with that. I, that interpretation of Skeletor was it was to it me was it was wicked. a perfect blend of the Filmation and the Alcala. It was it was great. It was a yeah, great I felt interpretation. Like you got, yeah. I felt like you got it all. I mean, yeah. and including oh, from yeah. the including from the '87 movie, which I'll I know I'm gonna pass that to Tyler in a second. But uh, I mean, Frank Langella's depiction of Skeletor, there was absolutely nothing silly about that. People might no. want to knock the movie. Go back and watch the movie. You'll see it's not as bad as you thought. If you were a kid, yes, you could be angry because I was angry mm -hmm. at that movie when I was a kid too. But it grew on me more and more, and I really appreciate it now. But his depiction of Skeletor, there's nothing silly about that. It is frightening, and especially when he gives his speech at the end before he turns to God, Skeletor. How many people love just watching that on YouTube or trying to, you know, say it back word for word? That was well, a wicked. Even, even his speeches throughout the movie, you know, I I, I must possess all, or I possess nothing. You know, every, I, all his all of his uh, lines in that movie were were great. I mean. You know, he, he yeah, I agree with you. His his interpretation of Skeletor was spot on, even though the movie could have, you know, had its ups and downs and the earth was kind of corny. If you get rid of all that and you just go and just watch the Skeletor parts, I mean, <laughs> amazing. Great job. You know, hands, you know, hands down. I mean, he 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 nailed it, man. He definitely nailed it. He did, and I'm sure Tyler, I, I don't even probably have to ask who his favorite is, but I mean, if out of all the picks of all Skeletors you've seen, I mean, who do you feel? Who do you get into the most and think did a great job? Definitely uh, Franklin Jella Skeletor, not, not, and 
when I say that though, it's it's because he he took the the level of being a villain that we had seen before and and since has not been that high before. Or you know, we see Skeletor kill one of his own men. We see him yeah, uh, yeah victorious in front of He Man. You know, it, they they where it's played up that like He Man has officially lost. And because hey, he, 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 yeah, because he, he actually took over Grayskull and had the sorceress and, uh, as a prisoner. Yeah. And it's obviously yeah. it's been for more than a day where, cause you know, he's, <clears throat> his troops are all in the sorceress has been captured. What seems to be for a little while. It's even it, it, the movie takes place within the span of a day, essentially. But the way it's kind of perceived is if like he's had control of Grayskull for at least a little while. And yeah. uh, it's just such a commanding presence that there's not an ounce of humor in any scene that he's in. He's when when you when he's watching Blade whip He-Man into submission, he's shivering because of the excitement of watching his his nemesis being beaten down and his back all bloodied up. He-Man's bleeding at the lip. He's getting uh, just it's it's something we have never seen in any other version of of He-Man where Skeletor is that evil to where he's he's getting chills watching his enemy being beaten down into submission it's, right. it's just and, and continues to taunt him to his face and then smiles when you know because the eyes getting ready to open up and you're going to see me in all my glory and then you're, you're, you're i'm just going to break you he man it just it's something that no other version not myp not alcala not filmation not the mini comics not new adventures nobody could touch that performance because there was no coming back there's no there's no redeeming silly qualities about that portrayal yeah absolutely none i mean you're right none at all and i know a lot of people do prefer having the filmation one a little more lighthearted, a little more like you said almost joking silly picking on beast man always calling him names and there's i mean like i said nobody there's no right answer you know we always said many times anybody can love what they want but i just see a lot of debates most of the time and and just depictions of certain characters like i said including skeletor you know like when you look back you know now that a lot of people have the art of he-man book you know you can go back and read any of them especially the first four originals that so many people love because i'll see them fans that just say that's it for them those first four mini comics that's he-man that's skeletor that's all and then there's some people say it's all about you know filmation but you know give them both a chance look and then sometimes your eyes might open to think that things you thought you seen in these comics didn't happen or characters that were portrayed a certain way really weren't as you thought but it's because of the blood i mean let's talk about that it's it's like they say that they like the savageness more brutal or blood or killing and we know that we did see blood and it was from that one beast that he-man battled in the you know his first mini comic it was a little more savage but i have that debate too you know i mean what do you think about blood and violence and masters i mean should there be a lot of it absolutely and should there be death i mean because i hear people say they should be yeah there should be more of it actually i mean you're dealing with these these huge buff um, you know more than uh, what's the, I can't think of the words what I want to say, but um, larger than you know, life characters, larger than life, exactly, larger than life characters with uh, you know wielding huge weapons that you know mortal men like me and you know Joe because we don't work out like you, Tyler. I mean, we can't <laughs> you know we can't, can't hold these it. weapons. I like you know to what I mean? myself wielding a giant battle axe while I'm at the gym. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. You know, these guys, I mean, they're out for blood. They're not out to, you know, like, the, like uh, you know, just, just for example, they're not like the filmation cartoon. They're not out to, you know, let me punch you or trip you and then I'm going to capture you and, you know, oh, by chance you run away. No, I mean, these guys are out for blood, man. They're, 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 they're you know, they're wielding weapons or the technology weapons that, you know, they're out to kill. They're not out to, to stun you and capture you. no. They're out to get you. Um, I, I'm all for it. I say, you know, PG-13, rated R, throw it on there. I mean, um, at this point in time, you know, if anything would come out, make it for adults. Make it for uh, teenagers. Uh, I, that's what I liked about the MYP cartoon was that they didn't hold back. You know, they showed um, the fighting. They showed stuff like that. So that's something that I, I would love to see uh, more of if more we ever get anything else. More, of course, more the better. I mean, not to say that in a negative way, but I mean, 
like I said, where where it's a property that it's one against the other um, for the um, they're fighting for control of the universe, basically, you know, and you're going to have blood. You're going to have people get hurt. Um, they're not right. in it to uh, just, you know, oops, oh, you hurt me. OK, you won. No, you know, they're 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 out to, you know, do damage to the other person. Sure. What about you, Tyler? Violence, death, all that. What, what do you think? I don't. I don't think we need to kill off characters simply for shock value. I think that's one of the the biggest. Re- I mean, it didn't. It didn't like upset me. It was more or less the story and the artwork of, from the that this more recent DC uh, like four part miniseries where the sorceress is dead and all that other nonsense. Yeah, I agree with you. Where with it was that, just though. like it was just done yeah. for shock values. Like, yeah, I I, I agree with you. The main character is shouldn't be killed off. I, I mean. Hurt them, injure them, capture them, but uh, y- yeah, you don't kill them off, especially somebody who's been around for thirty plus years yeah, that I you mean, know it's, and it's, love. It's, it's not ne- it's not necessary to do it right off the bat, and frankly, you know, I don't need to see characters like Buzz Off or Webstore like kill. Like, I don't mind like if you want to say Buzz Off lost one of his hands in a in a fight with right. Strong Arm during one of the yeah, that, I and mean, that's fine. But we have we have beasts, robots. I mean, those things like Skeletor summons like a, an army of, of, of shadow beasts. I want to see He-Man impaling those things with his power sword and battle axe. The, that, and that's what they're there for. They're yeah. fodder. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. thing they're that like, should be killed. Not, they're not like an, Flash or Clawful. Right. They're like the guy uh, – I mean, I don't really watch Star Trek, but I mean like the – it isn't like the ongoing joke. The guy who wears red is the guy who gets killed off in every episode. So, I mean like, <laughs> yeah, you, you have those guys – you'll have those characters that – you know they're not the main characters or even the B characters, but you'll have you'll have things or or or, or beasts that uh, they're going to get killed. You know yeah. I believe in that. You know, well yeah, so, yeah I agree still, with you. Yeah, and we should still see like Clamp Champ break Whiplash's arm in a battle or something like that. Sure, Walk sure. Like, you know severs you know somebody's you know or I mean like break somebody's ankle during a battle. Like we need to see like Brian said we need to see people get hurt we need to see knife wounds to the leg or a slash across the chest where it's like when, once it's over whether you want or not you got to go home and patch yourself up right. right well you know you know what it is too like it could be like star wars luke skywalker's you know hand got chopped off okay so they gave him a robotic hand all right you, you put a glove on and you, you don't even know it's a robotic hand something like that you know i i could definitely deal with stuff like that and it's yeah. an impactful thing too to see right. something like that. Right, right. Uh, you know, especially a, a main character or, or a loved character that got hurt, and um, you know, they man at arms goes to work, and you know, just like Mecha Deck gives them a new mech and a uh, new neck or a new hand or something, you know, stuff like that. You know, it'd yeah, be a Rotar's cool story. Character's even based on that someone who was hurt and practically on his deathbed and given a robotic body to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know that's that's a it's a post I put up again where I asked fans what would they rather see? Do they prefer the He-Man that solves you know I guess the the battles or you know whatever is being done just by you know like stopping and without any violence? And I said, would you like some violence, some breaking of bones, some blood, blah blah blah, or death? And the second one was the best option that almost everybody picked. They said. I enjoy the violence, you know, the blood. I don't mean they enjoy it like sickly, like they're watching Friday the 13th, like I do. But I'm saying, <laughs> but, you know, wrong with that either, Joe. <laughs> and then there is, but um, you know, they said they like, you know, the violent, more, you know, like you said, warrior aspect to it. That you expect that, yeah. If you got a battle axe and you have a sword or whatever, there's gonna be some cuts, there's gonna be some slashes, some wounds. Yeah, but they, something. yeah, but they were against the killing, and like you said. For background, you know, nonsense characters, like you were saying, Shadow Beast, something else, maybe a dragon, some Hydra, whatever it would be, and the robots, yeah, but I don't need to see He-Man killing established characters, because we got used to, many people grew up with Filmation, that was their He-Man, and it was, he's a role model, of course, he's a superhero, you know, he by no means would ever want to kill, and, you know, he always tried to be positive, I guess, in a way like Superman, if you want to say. That's who he kind of was like and with the extra superpowers. So I right. don't like the death, and I don't like the thought of – especially like you said, when we have characters that have been around for years. Same thing when you think about other comics. That's why they're still around. Remember, these are cartoons. These are comics. They're stories. These characters are – they're supposed to stand the test of time. We don't need to have them die off. That's real life. Real life, p- people die off. It's like that's why – 
television sitcoms with actors, they're not going to go on forever, you know, forever because people grow up. You can't have people like, you know, I love some people say, man, I wish Married with Children was still on the air. Would you? I mean, would you want I, would, I wish. I mean, Absolutely. you wish, but I mean, it's great. But I mean, Jesus, I mean, OK, the, the kids are going to be all grown up and old. They're still supposed to be at home. They're going to move on. And that's why they always add a new cast or a stupid young cousin or somebody who got adopted to keep the young factor. But these comics, these stories that are fantasy. We don't need that death. We don't need that progression. That or progression. That's why I don't mind it. I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with it. But in the long run, please don't constantly kill off all these main, you know, like yeah, if you want to say yeah. characters or the Superman characters. Like I definitely, you do. I do not want to see Skeletor die. The thoughts of like in these um, bios for the classic figures and mini. Drollos, but let me tell you something my, with the bios. <laughs> you can take them and shove them up a goat's ass because I think Scott. I don't know what drugs you were sniffing, <laughs> but I mean, they're worth shit. And you can bleep it out or not, but I'll tell you the truth, they are worth absolutely nothing. I, I mean, I was so for the bios when, you know, I heard they were going to write bios. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have a continuation of, you know, 2000X or whatever. And, you know, this come, you know, the, the bios come out. This guy's dead. This guy killed that guy. And, you know, I don't this like guy that. don't exist. I, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to read them anymore. Actually, I read them now just for a shock value because of how bad they are. But I'll be honest. I, I, like I said, I my – Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah, like you know, growing up with everything, I mean like I said, there's stuff that we're always used to and seeing. And yes, like I said, I understand change. But so much – like when I started seeing this person was supposed to have died and this one got killed by this person, this person, my brain actually just shut off. I was like, I don't even want to remember the bios. Yeah. As yeah. for new bios and any new stories that were coming from the figures, I was like, you know what? I love these figures, and I'm going to enjoy the figures, but I'm not going to think that I want to look back and say, oh, there went Stratos. Oh, here went this person, and this person's right. like, does everybody need to die? I mean, I thought even the last one I thought I heard before I quit thinking about him, I thought Merman was supposed to have gotten killed by um, – Probably. Some? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, mean, uh, I might I be wrong. I think all of them died. That's <laughs> I what I mean. He-Man's he a clone now, actually, you know? <laughs> and the, in the stories, like I said, this this progression thing of like, oh, well, He-Man has to age and people have to move on. It's like, all righty. I mean, like I said, again, how many years has Superman and Batman been around? Exactly. And, and you know, actually, I'm sure there's alternate I, 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 universes where they probably got older, but otherwise, right. you know. I, 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 I was uh, – Back in the day when I used to collect comics, um, supposedly X-Men 1 to like 262 was actually in like real time only a month. So Isn't that cool? You know, right. You're right. Since this is fantasy and it's yeah. not evolving, make it to where this is supposed to be like you said. Maybe a week, a year, or whatever it may be. But to say these people have to get old and then now we have to like this new person and their it, son. Yeah, it, it that's it's me. That's that's garbage. I mean, like they're comic book characters, like you said, right? So they don't have to age. They don't have to grow old. No one has to die. And uh, I mean, because if if that happens, then you know, to progression. Pe people who you love and enjoy are gonna have to die off or or killed or whatever the case is. And then you're gonna have new characters from people who have no idea what's going on with the property introduce their figures, their their people. That 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 suck. I mean, there's no need for it, you know. Yeah, just like you said, possible certain situations. I mean, like Tyler. I mean, what do you think of progression in comics? I mean, I'm sure there's a time and a place, but what do you think of if they think you have to progress it, you have to kill these people, we have to get this person? I mean, what do you think? In, in my mind, I don't think any of the characters should really be killed, and I I, I think my biggest. You guys touched on these bios and the progression of characters. The biggest insult that has ever been done other than – I mean there's there's been insults left and right and things where I just – I would rather slam my head in a sliding glass door than to keep reading these bios. <laughs> but but the, the idea of King He-Man, which is like, okay, how about we just have you know entire Gotham City and Metropolis both know that Superman and Batman are Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. Let's right. do away with yeah. the secret identity and everybody knows – you know who he is, and then when you pass on the storyline of, of of hero, son of He Man, I'm like, okay, you're you're killing what's making the, this whole idea of carrying on this mantle and responsibility is is 
the secret identity aspect, which is one of the biggest staples. That's what most people come to know when they think He-Man, whether they're a casual fan or a hardcore fan. The secret identity thing, I think, is a staple in, in this property that everybody can agree on. That's what they like about the character of He-Man is Amen. the secret identity. And when this whole idea of a King He-Man, I'm like, that is one of the dumbest things I have ever, ever hear, heard uttered. Because it's, it's we're, we're, we're everybody, all the villains know, all the heroes know who He-Man right. really because yeah. now he's King. It's like, yeah. you, you have taken away one of the biggest and most fun aspects of that character. There, there's no drama. There's no, I have to hide who I am. I have to pretend to be a jackass to keep my secret identity intact. You know, and then you, and I'm fine with the the whole, I always was intrigued by the hero cartoon back in, when I read about it on the internet back in the 90s. But I think if they portray it as like a Batman Beyond kind of thing, where you exactly. can take it or leave it, where, and of right. course that was a great cartoon. And if you go in that direction, where you, you maintain that same level of stability that we all loved in the, you know, what we come to know as the He-Man Master of the Universe, you can have a King Adam and Tila as the sorcerer. Exactly. Exactly. You can make all that work. And that, that's it, a great it, story in itself. Oh, yeah. And, and there's the old saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, yeah. and, and I totally did, agree with did you. Nothing but break everything that we've. Yeah, oh yeah, about. without a doubt. I'm telling you, uh, Scott destroyed it. I mean, he destroyed everything. You know, whatever he touched in in the property, he it, it, it should all be erased. You know, I wish you can mind wipe everybody's mind because everything that 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 between you know from Mighty Spectre to Sir Lancelot uh, to King He Man. Um, it's just, it's just horrible. It's just a bad thing that was on the property. And, you know, I'm not trying just to bad mouth them, but I mean, you know, it's the reality. I mean, you can ask diehard fans and they'll all agree that it's, it's pretty bad. What, what, all the stuff. And there's no reason for King He Man to be King Adam, which pretty much was going to happen because he's Rando's son. You know, and he's going to, you know, when Randor eventually dies or, does, or can't carry the crown anymore, you know, Adam's going to have to step up. And especially if they were going to follow supposedly like any canons from the filmation or for MYP, that's when we had, like you said, the dual identities of Adam to He-Man. So you figured it would be King Adam, if anything. But, yeah. you know, we know that in the first four, like at least the four original comics, there was no, you know, secret identity. It was just He-Man as that warrior, which some people just liked He-Man as that with no Prince Adam and the whole, alt, you know, alter ego or, I mean, secret identity or anything like that. They just liked He-Man in general. Yeah. But if you're going to be doing a progression, if you're going to do that progression of story like you're doing, it's like, okay, at least have it a little bit logical. Let it be King King Adam, let there still be that secret identity because it's like Tyler was saying, all those moments of secrecy. Of, oh, God, is somebody going to find out yeah. he's going to be? In? And it's like the impact, the drama, it's gone. What's the sense? There's no longer ever the moment. As much as people like the Alcantara, well, which I'm one of, but one thing that's gone now with that is there's no longer that moment of by the power of Grayskull. I was that just going to say that, the transformation. It's, oh, it's, it's so it's impactful. Gone. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gone. And that's what every kid emulated. They all dreamed of holding up something and transforming into He-Man. That is now gone. How could you kill that moment? And right. that's what I mean. It's as much as, like I said, we love Alcala too. That moment wasn't in, in the originals, but people who love Alcala also still love that transformation sequence. I mean, that's the thing. They they will give it's very that very powerful. Yeah, and extremely that's, powerful. Yeah, and I mean, so oh, yeah, you need it. You, you you need it. And in this property, that's one of the main like just in your face bow. You know, by the power of Grayskull. I mean, it, it it's it's definitely needed. Um, to have a King Grayskull. To I mean, uh, I'm sorry, a King. <laughs> <laughs> a king, a king, he man. It's just weird, man. You know, it, it just you just you just lost that 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 oomph to it, you know. Um, and they could have kept it, you know. Believe me, if you know you like the savage feeling more, it's not like that couldn't have been done because obviously that was still done, like we've seen. And it was through the cave of power, though. I think how he transformed was it Tyler? Yes. Where it was. Yeah. But I mean, you could still have a way of transforming, doing something, or heck, even if they still had Adam, you know, still saying well, by the power of grace, well, so it'd still be savage. 
Yes, well, that's what they did in the DC comic. Um, you know, he was more or less, you know, he had Adam, and then he transformed into He-Man, and He-Man was more savagery, you know, Al-Kala style. It's just, you know, it, it could be done. But to, just to take that away, that's taking it away. You know, that's basically taking away the, the that that moment that you're waiting for, you know, for that, 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 that the, um, the arc, you know, it's just like, Oh man, how could you do that? And then, and then then, just one quick thing. And then also if you have King He-Man and supposedly dare takes up, you know, the He-Man role, then you automatically know that that's his son too. It just, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, so now you know the identities of two guys, you know, I don't know. It doesn't yeah, make it, sense from a storytelling standpoint, you know, when you exactly it's like Spider-Man in Civil War. You come out and reveal yourself. You, everyone's got a target on your head. It makes for a great short story. But then, OK, what happens after that? You know, yeah. th- there's no tension in your stories from now on. The storytelling becomes a strict A, B and C as, as opposed to an A, B to F to G. You know, it's, it's right. just it, it just right. takes away the the the, the fun aspect i mean well it's the same thing with all superheroes you know it's it's fun to have maybe one or two people know and to tease people if someone did find out or something like that but that um boy just like uh, just like in new adventures when um adam told you know marlena and randor and marlena says i knew all along i don't know if it was in the cartoon or the mini comic it It was was in the the cartoon cartoon, right yeah, the you know, episode. she goes, I, I had a feeling all along. So, you know, it, you know, you you might have that from certain characters. And that makes that sense. That never actually yeah. came yeah. out. So yeah, uh, I, I, I understand that, what you're you know, saying. Ram Man knew or something like that. You know, I think it's fun to have, the, you know, like Marlena, you know, someone someone that, you know, and she's not bragging about it. She's not going out and saying, aha. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's a. You're right. Not that everybody has to know, but you know, sometimes, like you said, if obviously a parent has a feeling and knows something, that's what's great to see. And and that was in the New Adventures cartoon. I remember that moment. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, and, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. And when, yeah, and it, yeah, and then, but of course, then when we get into the future and all that other stuff, and he's like I said, that's the only part I could not stand was I was like, now what's weird is we're talking about the secret identity, the changing, but. It just it didn't flow into that cartoon, meaning, okay, you have He-Man in the future, which Skeletor knows He-Man's. Oh, God forbid. I know He-Man's there. But now when Prince Adam's so. there, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, wait a second. What's going on here? It's like, yeah. yo, this is – what did, what did uh, Master Severin say? This is a merchant Severin, or my he said, he, Yeah, he's a merchant. I, I can imagine Skeletor yeah. going, hmm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, exactly. I'm satisfied. You look nothing <laughs> well, like Prince you, Adam on Eternity. It's like, what was hey, I thinking? Right. It's like, I, it's like you're a merchant. Great. I, well, what do you sell? Maybe I can buy some of your uh, product. You know, like yeah, it's, it's a black market, you know, for peace. Just a little silly. It's yeah. exactly the same, but well, I'll tell you what, we should take a commercial and then maybe when we come back, we'll, we'll get into the, well, basically first introduction of basically He-Man in the mini comic from Al. Hello? Hello? What the heck happened? <laughs> That was that was the best uh, exit. I out guess so it's like Doug, Marshall, you, got, you, you just dropped the mic. That's what what I, I was talking, and then suddenly I looked, and my cord popped out of the thing. That was a good cutout. But yeah, we'll talk about He Man and the Power Sword mini comic after. Oh, let's hopefully we don't cut off again. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast from PopCultureNetwork.com. All right, guys, we're back from commercial, and uh, so. We had a nice little rant there about, uh, you know, uh, the difference uh, in uh, the He-Man throughout the years. Uh, now we should talk about the actual first uh, Alkea mini comic. So, uh, Joe, you want to go? Well, yeah. And well, here we go. He-Man and the Power Sword. Now, this is where we see where, well, obviously, we see He-Man for the first time. Seen with a spear, basically, in a nutshell. It says, um, now these are more of storybooks. Again, it's it's not like a mini comic where it's panel by panel by panel by panel describing every scene they're talking. You have one picture, and then it's a description. You have a description, and once in a while you hear a voice, you know, I mean, you know, them saying something. But that's why when we come to certain pages, that's, think- you're, you, that's you hearing voices in your head, right? Right, right. <laughs> no, you don't mean there's a lot of people that they they did they um 
depict – I mean I'm sorry. They translate certain pages differently because when you're seeing a page, one thing happening in here in descriptions, you're wondering how am I supposed to decipher what's happening. So that will be kind of interesting. I'll try to like like Joe's doing like a book on tape for the fans. Like he's gonna sit here and read. You know, <laughs> Joe's read, doing a new Golding book, book uh, yeah. videos. <laughs> when, you, when you hear the ding, turn the page, kids. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to He Man and the Power Sword. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> when you hear the Power Sword, ching, you turn yeah. the page. Exactly. A mighty figure stood at the edge of the jungles that had, until this day, always been his home. He-Man, the tribe's greatest warrior, waved his farewell. Not Ular. Not Ular. Not Ular. Definitely. Thanks for saying that, Tyler. Another another great, uh, you know, misconception of uh, you know who. If we do that, we're going to be uh, gone on page one for an hour. But, but <laughs> I got a bone to pick with page one. <laughs> he might have preferred to stay, but he had a noble mission to accomplish. And he says, evil forces exist on our planet Eternia, He-Man told his people. They seek to control the legendary Castle Grayskull, a place of wonders. If we're to know a lasting peace, I must go out and battle those forces. Farewell. So you see him standing there. He has a spear. You see all his, you know. I guess family in the background, not a hut, just a little fire, just sitting there in the middle of the nowhere. And he's yeah, got- just, just, just a side note, guys, this is, this is the, uh, he's like a jungle man or something like that. So he's, uh, you know, he's not Adam, the son of Randor. He's not, um, he's basically like uh, a Tarzan type person right now. Yeah, more Tarzan. And yeah, cause you know, right. it's comparable to Conan at some points, but this, you could right. say, more Tarzan because he is sitting there barefoot. He's yeah. got better yeah. trunks, like a looks like just a ripped little, I don't know, partial part of the top of a shirt or shorts. I, I don't even know what you'd call that. In a spear. Yeah. In, in the next right. scene, as he's going on his travels because he's trying to get to Grayskull, he sees that creature that's attacking, you know, the goddess. And he, you know, he jumps down. He sits there and he. They say he digs his. If I'm not mistaken, where was that? Yeah. His powerful fingers dug deeply into the creature's hide, so He-Man's gripping into this sucker's mouth. I mean, he's pulling it open or either trying to prevent that thing from biting him. Right. And so he's blood. a strong, he, he's a strong, powerful person without the, the, yeah, exactly. He's like a Tyler Baker type dude and yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> without the power vest, you know, and, you know, so he's, um, you know, he's a, he's, he's, uh, um, I guess like, uh, a real specimen of a person, you know, and I guess maybe that's how he was also drawn to the goddess as well, you know? Right. And she's, you see her. Yeah, exactly. And she's out and just out in the middle of nowhere, obviously. But, um, when he's pulling into this creature, you see blood pouring out of the creature's mouth, like the side of it. However it happened, whatever he man's doing to rip and pull open his mouth or stop it. There's going to break so, his jaw like King it, Kong did to the T-Rex in the original King Kong. Wouldn't that be cool? But see, that's what you mean. So it's savage. It ain't playing around. And for people yeah. who thought there was never blood in mini-comics, right there, first ever, blood. I had somebody tell me that was saliva. I can't remember the last time my saliva was red, but no, that's blood. I think <laughs> and there's also I, white I, mud I, in this universe, too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, my saliva has been red when I've been in a fight, but yeah, I mean, it's blood. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. And, and of course, the goddess is helping, too, with you know using her blast of magic. So, basically, He-Man defeated the creature. And it said, defeated the animal fled while the sorceress, and they are referring to her as the sorceress there, not the goddess. I know that's a whole other story, but... They said, while the sorceress regained her breath, she said, your strength, your courage. Mark, you as the legendary hero is to inherit the treasures I have guarded all these years. And they were made centuries before the Great Wars by Eternia scientists. Inside the ancient ruins, the sorceress gave He-Man the guarded costumes and weapons. She said, they will add to your strength, use them wisely, especially in defense of Grayskull. And so what you're seeing there is you'll see the shield, you see the axe, you see the harness... You see his boots. You see his sky sled you know, too. You, yeah. you see the, um, yes, the sky sled battle ram. Yep. You know, part. You see all this stuff here. So she's giving him all this stuff. And the next, yeah. it's like he said, riding in the strange vehicle. They didn't even say which it was, but they said which was a combination battering ram, catapult, 
and space warp device. So this thing warps, and that's they're showing basically the the sky sled in the background. So that's a cool little thing. Everybody's wondered, you know, about you know its abilities. It don't fly, it just fly. It warps. But what's cool, and I know Tyler appreciates this panel. He said before, this is where you see it said when he has that heart wearing the new costume, it gave him superhuman strength. You know, obviously adding to his own or adding to his own power, but using no tools, he punches at these rocks and starts making his house. I mean, how hard is that? I always thought yeah. that was so cool. I mean, I mean, isn't it? I mean, you are going to make your own. I'm using no tools. I'm punching at these bricks. He's going to go to town. So, like I said, yeah, I'm no, it's it's very cool. Uh, it's very cool. I mean, just just in general. I mean, it's like the introduction of 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 his power. Exactly. And so, like I said, what I'm doing is just doing quick little wrap-ups on the pages, but then we can kind of discuss what we thought of the comic. But just kind of giving readers out there who maybe have never – I mean listeners who didn't read this or don't remember it a little idea of what's going on. But the next panel, you've seen Beastman and Skeletor. They're doing their little uh, peeking around a tree, and they're gazing upon Tila while Charger's drinking some water. And Beastman – Now, guys, Charger was Tila's unicorn. Yeah, she was, you know, she Charger was kind of gone after Alcala, sort of. Um, she, I know they made Charger in the uh, the Grenadier uh, little metal figures, but uh, other than that, I don't think it was ever made. Besides that, or yeah, even probably, pretty pretty much thought of. Yeah, thank you. I mean, Char- yeah, right. I mean, never got a physical thing of Charger as for a toy, but Charger, like you said, popped up in other little bits of things for Masters here and there as for, like, you know, coloring books and maybe even other books. So Charger's right. popped up, but yeah, never was focused on. But Tila is a warrior goddess because that's how they describe her, and they even spelled Tila, T-E-E hyphen, then capital L-A. So Tila was hyphened in this particular panel at least this panel for whatever reason but they describe her as the warrior goddess Beastman's looking saying i'm really starting to believe that she is a goddess and skeletor says soon she'll be more than that she soon she will be my bride skeletor wants her as you know his bride and in the next panel you see her fighting and this is a cool little description that this is why it would have been cool if they got deeper into some of these back, you know, backgrounds in the mini comics at the time for, you know, Alcala was when it said she fought like a demon, her body possessing the spirits of many ancestral champions. So it's cool to know that she's come, at least in this, she comes from like, you know, uh, you know, like people that fought before and were warriors in her bloodline. It's just I thought that was kind of cool because I don't I don't remember that, you know, growing up. All but, I see is that at least she's not PMSing about something like she is in Filmation NYP. And I can't say that. I hate the whiny Tila. I've that always – That was really good. <laughs> where she, she has never been portrayed as anything more than just a whiny PMSing yeah. lady who's apparently captain of the guard. I'm like, I was this, just gonna say this that. is how exactly. she should be yeah. portrayed right here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. No whining, no crying. And if you're ever to see this version of that warrior goddess Tila again, th- then make her a warrior. Don't have it to where we're seeing her and then she's acting like filmation whining Tila. That would be horrible, and I'd hope I'd never see that if they ever hopefully would bring back this style of comic. You know, just that's a hypothetical. But, well, anyways, their fight, you know, and then uh, eventually. Skeletor's energy blade because he has a half of that power sword. You'll see that in the right. panel. It knocks mm-hmm. out uh, car- uh, Charger and knocks Tila unconscious, and he says, "Carried her to Grayskull." And so he's, you know, obviously he's going to Grayskull too. And he, man, you know, he senses the need to go there. But as they arrive upon Castle Grayskull, you see Stratos with Merman and Skeletor stand. So that's when you were saying earlier, Tyler. This is a heel, man. Yeah, Str- Stratos. <laughs> He's a heel, and he's got his his you know flesh colored look in there, and he with wants the red to get... uh, with the red uh, feathers. Yeah, it's it's like a well, it looks kind of bluish feathers, red on the back. Oh, okay, it's right, not... yeah, that's right, yeah. I don't have it in front of me. You're right, you're right. Okay, and you see like you know the, the kind of like the laser on top of Grayskull glowing, and there's like a person standing up there too. But it says an eerie voice said, you know, it said the castle's all present spirit warned them. Go back. The secrets and treasures of Grayskull are for no one are for no one to possess. Go away. And it said another warrior secretly watched. 
But it says Skeletor defied the warning and forced open the castle's jawbridge. Now, of course, we're seeing the jawbridge already open, but this is, again, when we talk about interpretations in comics, we assume, okay, he must have opened it, and then they're showing it. Because some people say, well, it looks like it was already open. And, you know, that's just, like I said, it's for debate. But then he gets inside the castle, he's smiling, and then he's saying, I defy you, spirit of the castle. He was like, your many secrets shall be mine. I hold half of the mystic power sword. I shall soon possess the other half, which is hidden within your walls. Then I will have full power. And that's when Skeletor, and here's the big one. This is what I want to hear from both of you, because this is always interesting to talk about. This is the infamous panel where they're showing Skeletor, like uh, his head, you know, and then they're showing him talking. He says, when I join both halves of the power sword together, exclaimed Skeletor, the magic fires created by ancient scientists and sorcerers will blaze again. And he thought back. Once I lived in another dimension, populated with others of my kind. But when the Great Wars, o Great Wars opened a hole in the dimensional wall, I was thrown into this world. With the complete power sword, I shall reopen the hole and bring my people here to conquer conquer this dimensional world. Now, what we're seeing is you see Skeletor's head, the swords that he was talking about merging together to create the sword. Then they show the whole sword. And then you see four pictures of Skeletor in going into a dimensional you know, hole. Now, this has been debated as, is this Skeletor envisioning people of his own kind and those are four of them coming into you know the world as he wants or is that his vision of when he remembers walking panel by panel but it's not panels i'm sorry walking step by step into it see see because since this isn't a comic where they can show each panel they can they can only do so much with a picture so you see a picture of four skeletors going into that do you assume that's him walking and that's him getting – because people say yes. if he got thrown uh, yes. into a world, should he have been boom, thrown, or is that his people? So you – what do you say, Tyler? I mean, uh, uh, say, Brian. I, I think it's just Skeletor. Okay. I just – I think it's him um, because you don't know what his people actually kind of look like. They could you know, be faceless with a skull and whatever, but um, I believe it's just him because it looks like him. In every panel, or whatever you want to call it, but I believe it's him. All right, Tyler? I definitely want to say it's him. I don't want to picture Skeletor going and get his, his you know, his brother Doug and his cousin Danny. You know, they all look like a bunch of Skeletors running around, something that Scott Knightley would have written. You know, just like, <laughs> like an army of beasts at his command or something like that. Kind of like uh, Krang had like a whole army of, of rock soldiers in Dimension X kind of thing. You know, it's I don't I don't like to think of Skeletor being like a race of people because Lord knows we saw that plenty in the bios. And it was just as frustrating as all out to be think about. But um, just just him, you know, going through and and, and getting, you know, all of his followers that that obviously he was in charge of in that dimension, which is, yeah, it's pretty cool to think of him as being like an intergalactic leader. Like he's a leader of evil on Eternia and also in another dimension to, to kind of, he's, it's like his, his, it's like, he's, you know, as equal as Hordak when it comes to like commanding armies, like he's got mm -hmm. his own army in another galaxy or dimension. And which would be cool to envision. What would his, you know, people be like that he wants to bring over because, I, I think the same as both of you. I believe that was supposed to be a progression of steps of him coming into it. Now, it's debated because people say, well, it was described as being thrown into, you know, this world. So if it was, you know, thrown into this world, you know, wouldn't you picture it would, you know, be a different look of how it was drawn or, you know, however they want to say if that was Skeletor, because they figured if it was Skeletor being thrown into this world, that panel should have like showed a portal and him getting thrown or sucked in. But I mean, we don't know what happened when they talked about the Great Wars. Yeah. Opened. The Great Wars opened that hole. But this is why I guess logically, I and mean, not logically, because like I said, it's it's open to interpretation of anybody. But what that's what think. makes it so good is that you know it's it's like uh, what the original Star Wars trailer or the first Star Wars movie where they they throw you a bunch of things to kind of let your mind wonder about what this is what the clone wars are and things like that and that's what i love about this is that they throw out so many little tidbits of information that just let your imagination wonder like what well, how did this happen what right. was this like you and know, it creates yeah. debate I, I, I totally agree yeah. I, like, yeah. I like the debate and just like you said because there's never really a right answer and my thought is again i think it would be him walking because i would hate the thought of that his people 
are okay. I can understand hypothetically. Maybe they were all skull-headed people. Hypothetically. No. Wait, wait, hello? No. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. Listen, no. I'm saying, listen. Hypothetically, let's say all his people were skull-headed. Hypothetically, but the reason that it doesn't make sense of me thinking these are all his people is why would they all be wearing well, the same outfit? Same I mean, would they all? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're all going to wear exactly the purple the hood, the same harness, the same you know skirt. Maybe, That's why maybe he found like that that device and here there are skeletons everywhere, and he's got like a bunch of skeletons <laughs> running around from the cartoon. Yeah. So as for that debate, stop it, a hot topic. You know, who yeah. Knows? And I'd like to, like I said, I like to hear what fans say because I know they love it. But I guess at least all three of us assume that skeletor. Yeah. So it's yeah. Gotta be. So after he babbles about that, Beastman finds some kind of you know map that's drawn in blood that only Skeletor can dis- you know decipher to figure where the other half of the sword is. While that's happening, then you see that mysterious person that you know bolted off in his chariot that ended up being Man at Arms, and he's flying towards He Man. What's kind of cool is I guess um, Man at Arms knows of He Man, and He Man knows of Man at Arms. Even though, you know, yes, He Man comes from a tribe or wherever he's at, I guess, you know, people can still know each other. So he comes flying to He Man's house, which now he's all built up. You see it all set after he smashed all the bricks and everything. He's got a rope tied around board. He's made a nice little house, and he's warning that Skeletor's trying to conquer, you know, Castle Grayskull. And in the next panel, which is cool, which shows about that, the battle ram. He's um well he man's like if we fight side by side, we can more easily defeat Skeletor and his henchmen. And then you know he man said you'd be a worthy partner to Man at Arms. He said but if the threat is as great as you say, I have no time to waste to get to Castle Grayskull. And they said and before Man at Arms could say another word, he man activated the battle ram space warp device. The battle. No, it, yeah he he activates the space warp device. Moments later, He-Man was He-Man was vanishing to reappear yep. somewhere else. So he he didn't even fly in it, even though they don't show it. They said it right there that that battle ram just it warped him right from there to Castle Grayskull. And so then the next panel, Skeletor is trying to get through like a door, and then suddenly you see like these like you know ghosts and stuff because the castle's spirit is still trying to stop him. Beastman slash right, and that's so that, that that that's also the. Uh... The what's it called? The traps and stuff like that inside Grayskull to uh, to scare you or, or you know to get you out of there. Um, I, I'm, right. not, I'm not I'm not saying it right, but um, pretty much like the spirit of Grayskull kind of acting. Yeah. Defense, uh, yeah. So to speak. Trying to trying to get your ass out of there because you don't belong there, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's, that's what exactly it's... what the castle's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Beastman slashing at the spirits obviously it does nothing but he but I'm sorry Skeletor using his lightning blade it says he blasts at him to make him disappear and it says again again I defeat you spirit of the castle he's like now this is your greatest treasure I'm still laughing I was, I was just picturing that ghost like hey hey get your ass out of here <laughs> It's like like a voice on South Bar talking like that, like, yeah, like an Indian yeah, voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, hey, you don't belong here, guy. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm your buddy, guy. Oh, <laughs> well, um, it's under the team. You see, Skeletor's slash. Now that you know they got the the spirits away from there, he slashes with the sword, and it's a different looking sword. It doesn't look like that half of the power sword. That's when I, I got, for some reason, my mind, again, got confused. But he used a regular looking sword, slashed it open, and um, he told, basically, man, you still think about it. He said, even as the door gave way, a commotion could be heard from outside. Skeletor is basically telling his lackey bass, or beast man, he's like, see what it is. And beast man loped obediently down the corridor. Bam, he goes, and then he's at the top of uh, Castle Grayskull with that beam. He sees a T-Man. And then he's like, uh, He-Man, snarled Beastman, as he's reached the castle's laser cannon. He fired a deadly bolt toward his boat, but He-Man's force field garment easily repelled the blast. And He-Man says, is that that the best you can do, you brainless gorilla? And he's like, if so, I have nothing to worry about. So that's what's cool is you see that that harness, that power vest that he has creates a force field too. So it's like energy blasts do nothing. So energy would have no effect. If He-Man's got that thing on, it ain't doing a thing. But when it comes to the next panel, they said, okay, his vest might be invincible. But that, you know, the battle ram isn't. So then Beastman shoots at that to blow He-Man off of it. And when He-Man is off of it, it said his costume's force field was accidentally switched off. And then now that's when, you know, Beastman was going to go for He-Man. He's like, now I can probably get you. But inside the tunnel, 
It says Skeletor saw the shiny object. Its broken blade seemed to be to beckon to him. So that means the other half of the power sword he must have just found, even though we're not seeing it, they said it was broken. It was a broken blade. But it said once he took the two halves of the ancient object and put them together, he could feel the unbelievable energies of the sword. And it said the restored power sword. So now the sword is together, and it's, you know, in, so of course in his bloodthirsty hands, as they said. Right. In, the, in that next scene, man at arms arise on, you know, if you want to say the other half of the battle ram, it could be like the battle ram chariot. And mm-hmm. he, shoot, no, he shoots a flamethrower basically up at uh, Beastman, who's at the top. He said, he'll keep him occupied, He Man. And He Man, he pulls all his mighty strength, taxes his natural power to the limit, and he pulled down the jaw bridge. Then he gets inside, and he throws off his damaged force field costume, it says. And it said He-Man hur- hurried down the castle elevator, finding Skeletor waiting for him. With a simple wave of the power sword, which also shows the other powers of the power sword, it says with a wave of it, he brought to life many objects inside the castle and commanded them to attack He-Man. So you see a mace, you see shields, you see all sorts of stuff that He-Man's fighting off with his bare fist with, while He-Man's using that. that that's, so again, you see more of the power sword and what it can do. And he and Skeletor is, of course, shocked by that. But then, bam, here pops the sorceress out of nowhere. It's, so as you've seen earlier, though, the sorceress, she's not the main person that's guarding Grayskull. It's more the spirit is guarding Grayskull. The sorceress is just somebody that was guarding those enchanted weapons. But she sure popped up, and, and she like, swiped the sword from Skeletor's hands and split them right back into two pieces again. And then, Very powerful. Yeah, so, and then in the next scene, you see He-Man, he's on top of Grayskull, it looks like they're fighting again, he's got his harness back on, even though we didn't see him put it on, but yes, he put it back on, they, they're all fighting, it's He-Man, Beast-Man, Man-at-Arms, Tila, and Skeletor, and they have them run off and flee into the distance, and the cool last almost little scene from the last couple pages is they said, together, He-Man, Man-at-Arms, and Tila watched their defeated foes flee toward the horizon. Then, seeing an apparition below, they climb down from the roof of the castle. And it's the sorceress talking to him, saying, From now on, only the halves of the power sword inserted into this enchanted lock, which we know from the toy, uh, will will open the castle's jaw bridge. And to keep this castle from again falling into evil hands, I shall hide both halves in secret places. And then, bam, she vanished again, and then there's, at the end, the castle's thanking them and saying, you are truly masters of the universe. So they had that kind of little way to end it. But you've never seen the sorceress in that panel, because what else could you possibly do? But that was that in a nutshell. So thoughts on, like, basically some of that, the aspects of the barbarian He-Man, that you could see what was happening, at least in that first one. You want to go... Take it, Brian. I'll follow. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, it, it basically showed how barbaric He-Man really is. I mean, this was, well, pretty much this was the first interpretation, one of the first interpretations of the character. So it's showing you not only his um, origin, um, but what he can do and what he's um, uh, what he's uh more like the powers that he has and what he can do um i i enjoy it i like it a lot like i said it's 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 my favorite interpretation of he-man um i i wish it would have stayed true through throughout filmation um even just a little bit more than um than what they did it's it's just a cooler version of it i mean i know it's more conan-ish and maybe that's why filmation went a separate direction and also because they wanted to make it more kid friendly um, with the morals and whatnot. But uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with this version of He-Man. I mean, he's just in your face. He's barbaric and he kicks ass. That summed it up good. Tyler. Um, I think it's absolutely beautiful. Like the way the story is told, the artwork, how Skeletor is drawn is very demonic. Um, He's actually... He's it's it, 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 sorry, but what what you just said that it's just he's actually called a demon. Um, in uh, you know they they refer to him as a demon in the DC comics. So, yeah. you know, just you know, that's that's a good good thing too. That what you said. I mean, so. I'm looking at the picture of of him going through that corridor with Beastman behind him, 
and the way he's drawn there is is, is very very um, demonic, just pure evil in that illustration there, and that's it's it's such a a, a charming story with with all the 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 very various um, sword and sorcery barbaric tones, and um, uh, it would have been interesting to have you know seen filmation and the rest of the toy line kind of go under this kind of guideline, but. It makes me think that because Filmation had done Black Star before He-Man, where they're they're fighting as of the Star Sword and the Power Sword. I, I, I forgot. Black yeah. Star fans are probably upset right now because I, I got got that screwed up. But I kind of felt like that was too <laughs> close to home for that, and that's probably why they never went with that that particular storyline. And they, I remember, I thought they were going to do that with the MYP cartoon too, but they they didn't really do that either. But um, it, and if they ever make a new He-Man movie or a new cartoon, I think using this as inspiration, I'd be all for it. I mean, I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see characters like Jitsu in this kind of style or Clamp Champ or yeah. Cyclone proceed in this kind of world where everything is not so polished. It looks, you know, kind of like a, how Alien is like truck driver in space. Everything's dirty and beat up and... And it, that's how this world looks. I mean, based on yeah. how it's drawn, it looks very uh, like everybody has to look over their shoulder in the, the way this world is drawn. I, and I right. think that's a, that's it's, a, good, it's that's a very good wonderful. point. Yeah. What, what would you think of possibly, like you said, if a new movie ever was made, you know, sometime in another 30 years? But if a movie was. <laughs> We've only been waiting on how many? Fourteen years along. We'll have speculation of a movie being made for the next thirty years. I always love it. Like I said, every time there's a new year, it's like, oh, the movie's being worked on. It's like, hey, yeah. don't get me wrong, I want a movie just as much as anybody else. But until but did like, you we... know they're working on a script, Joe. Yeah, they tell. Oh, and they tell me every time. I'm like, yeah, they've been saying that for fourteen years. A new script, a new director, a new company, a new this. Uh, I want it to happen badly, but until it's official, I can't get excited. But going by all this stuff here. What about the thought of a sorceress? Meaning, what would you prefer in Castle Grayskull, guarding the secrets? Would you want that spirit that's supposed to be there? Would you want the two halves of the power sword? Would you want the sorceress as depicted like this with the, the snake headdress? Or would you want a sorceress-like filmation or something completely different? Or no sorceress in Grayskull at all? I say both. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree. I, I like the idea of the spirit of Grayskull. Um, I also like the idea of the of a sorceress or a green goddess or somebody um, living there and um, like a caretaker sort of um, looking over it um, because the spirit is pretty much the spirit of Grayskull. So he has it's, the spirit stays there. It can't leave. It can't uh, pretty much interact with people the way a person could like a sorceress. Um, so yeah, I, I would like both as well. I think both would be fine. Um, and, uh, to have a green goddess, um, outside of that would be great too. I mean, I like the green goddess character as well. So I'm for all three. All three. Tyler, you won one, two, three, what? Definitely the spirit that, that would stay in Grayskull and then have the sources is, would, would remain, in Grayskull at all times because, you know, like Brian said, she she is the caretaker of it, at least what most fans come to know. And I'm what cool. What kind of sorceress? What kind of – because, you know – we're Called the bird motif or something that resembles the 87 movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know yeah, that, that definitely not the Egyptian type. No, I'm not. I, Lord, I'm not no. for that no, at all. No, See, because that's what's weird. I mean, there's again, it, it, that's what's cool about all these different interpretations we've been speaking of. There's parts from all of them that can really work well. There's not really one that just you know, eclipses the other. There's pieces from all of them because, yes, if a movie was to be done, obviously following this type of feel and look, and they could still do the Prince Adam to He-Man thing and still keep it barbaric. But, yes, I like that there is a you know, benevolent you know, spirit of that castle that's you know, been there for it's possibly the time it was created. But a sorceress – it would fit well, but for See, me, the, the thing the thing too is is that the what works great if you have a sorceress and the spirit because the spirit can't leave, so the spirit will always be there guarding guarding uh, Grayskull. Say 
um, the, the, the sorceress turns into the Falcon Zoar and has to go and, you know, find He-Man or Man-at-Arms or whatnot, the spirit will always be there. So to have both, I think, is a, a good idea. Yeah, and it is. It's good for both, but, like, in different ways, like that spirit maybe – knows more of the secrets of Grey Skull. Maybe knows more of the hidden powers oh, yeah. that happen. But you know, possibly oh, yeah. obviously there's things that spirit is limited, you know, to doing, and that's why it would need a sorceress to maybe do things that could be outside the castle to limited abilities, which we've known they showed that before. But there's yes. gotta be some type of sorceress. But for the look of this movie, if it was to be done and if it followed some of this early comics I would prefer this goddess-looking sorceress, whether it be in the green form or just the pale form, whatever you want to call it, flesh form, but that one. Because I think that the beautiful sorceress from Filmation would, to me at least, seem kind of out of place. I don't know how they can make her look and feel gritty. I know it sounds strange. I don't know how I'm describing it, but it's like yeah, this goddess sorceress. Yeah, for me at least, I feel like the yeah. goddess slash sorceress feels grittier. And how Tyler said, you know, the 87 movie had a whole different depiction of her, which that could work. But the beautiful feathered multicolored sorceress, I just, I wouldn't want her in the movie because I think she would feel out of place. But that's just my opinion. But just I don't know. Yeah, no, they they definitely would have to make her dirtier or uh, more warrior like yeah. dirty bird. Yeah, um, <laughs> more um, more Sounds barbaric, like Sesame Street warriors. <laughs> A Sesame Street character is that what you said, Dirty Bird? Yeah, Dirty Bird. <laughs> uh, don't give Scott any ideas. He'll if he still if he ever comes back. I'm sure, we'll have that figure made. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. Y- y- it, yeah, I agree. You know, you, you'd have to go more with the 87 type um, if if anything was ever made. Because, um, yeah, the, 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 the bright colors of the filmation definitely wouldn't work, without a doubt. Well, they it could wouldn't do work. like if you wanted – if they did do it like a bird motif, they could do like it's depicted in uh, the Temple of Darkness or um, – uh, I think there's one other mini comic. I'm, I'm pretty sure there is where the sorcerer's outfit is completely white. Oh, okay. So white. Oh, Talk, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the I mean, there, I mean, there, it's. Yeah. I think having the bird motif really stands out, but, um, but yeah, like solid don't... color. Yeah, solid color could work. It's just that, yeah, I felt like the multicolor just. Mm, I don't know. Well, you can also maybe change the bird, make it a different type of bird as well. You could do I mean, like an owl or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You give a hoot, don't pollute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 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 like the the moral of the movie is at the end of the movie, they show up to give you... That's the moral of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Paid for by the following. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that was pretty good. That was good getting that all out of there, especially covering that first mini comic. Like I said, I know many people have it, and what I read, you know, hey, they knew, but I just did that quick little wrap it up just for people that possibly didn't have it. I thought I would just give them a better perspective, so when we talked about it at the end, they understood where we were coming from. Definitely oh, that was fun. Good, uh, I look forward to doing yeah. other mini comics. Yeah. Oh, we got what, 67, 68 left to do? So oh, I'm going to do Clash of Arms. Sabanic had tasted. <laughs> there's, oh. a, there's a ton of them. There's these, there's a Star Marvel, there's uh, the DC a ones, lot. like you said, there's UK stuff, there's comics from the magazines. I mean, it's it's endless. It got doesn't have Bird to be. Books, got the you got Golden Books, oh, you got the Colored Books. books. Man. Yeah. Yep. yep. We, we got to lock them up. So, all right, right, guys. Uh, We had a good time. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Not a problem, brother. Guys, if you ever ever want a figure or anything ever made, check out uh, Joe's page, uh, Joe Joe Amato's Custom Creations. You know, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, Check us out at fansofpower.com for this and past episodes. Uh, We'll see you next time. Oh, don't forget to to check out popculturenetwork.com. Of course, that's our host. And uh, we'll definitely see you next time, guys. Rock on, man. Have a powerful day. And have a powerful day.